ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Who's Your Caddy, presented by Blatant God. Hello, friends. Welcome back. Chief here. Going to try to do a quick run through today. Uh, Monday, August 14th. Got a little time uh, escaping from wedding planning. Had to talk about the FedEx Cup playoffs because what a start. Uncle Lucas Glover going back to back to end the season at Wyndham and then going straight down to Memphis. And boy, was he walking in Memphis. I mean, an incredible job holding off Cantlay. Uh, in the playoff, and now is pretty much secured himself a spot in the Ryder Cup team. Never thought I'd be saying that uh, for a guy who had such troubles both on and off the course. Um, it's great to see him succeed again. So uh, we're going to head to Chicago or there of the suburbs of Chicago um, for this week's tournament, BMW Championship. One of the really, really great tournaments of the year. Tough course. Um, we've seen it bounce around the last few years. Um, it was in the old Delmarva Peninsula uh, the last two years, I believe. And then Rom had that great victory uh, over DJ in the playoff with that bomb putt back in 2020. So back uh, to you know a, a great, great track for championship golf, U.S. Open type setup at Olympia Field. So hopefully uh, that is the case again. It's a long, tough par 70. Uh, you know, Ben poem mix on the green so one of these difficult uh tracks that we've seen uh on the west coast whether it's riv and elsewhere like that we know augusta even you could say long tough bank course um parkland style so th there's a couple guys that you know if you follow along obviously cantley's won this tournament back-to-back -to -back years uh but have a couple other guys that i think should prosper this week so i'll run through every player it's down to the top 50 obviously on DraftKings. so i'll just give you my my thoughts on each guy now that the pricing just was released monday and then this could be it for a while I, i'm gonna leave it open hopefully we can uh, get maybe one or two more in for like the Ryder cup and then uh that'll probably be it for the fall sneaking them in one you know whenever i can get a chance to i love talking to you guys and just getting my thoughts out there in the ether Shout out to Jersey, Matt Gannon, letting me come on uh, last week, invited me on. I couldn't resist to go talk a little golf with him. So it was a good week. Um, just just narrow miss um, a few guys. Sepp, the Austrian bulldog, killed me. Uh, had a lot of Lucas Glover, though. Good continuation play. Can he do it three weeks in a row? Maybe. I mean, he's had a great summer overall, but at some point, uh, you know, he's got to have a little bit of a comeback to earth moment. We've seen that with Wyndham Clark after his U.S. Open win. Uh, we saw it with Rahm a little bit after his Masters win, but this is a little different. So we'll see what happens. Uh, very quick break here, and then we'll dive into the DraftKings pricing. Okay, guys, I'm going to give you a quick reminder about Polar Golf, an innovative take on golf head covers. Very cool product here. All head covers come with a magnet built into the cover so you can safely store it while you hit your tee shot. Hang it from your irons or from your cart. Doesn't matter. Anything metal it'll attach to. Just simply remove the head cover, place the Polar Golf logo onto any magnetic metal surface, and let it hang while you hit. Polar Golf's head covers not only look great, but help you keep track of your head covers too, so you never lose them again. I know that's something I always worry about on the course after I hit, you know, where did the head cover go? Did it fall off the cart? What am I doing with it? Um, so this thing really solves that problem for you. Check them out on Instagram by visiting at polar.golf, that's P-O-L-A-R, like polar bear, or on their website at polargolfusa.com.
Okay, here we go. Um, again, top 50. Um, you know what? Very, very interesting here. Rory's at the top, 12-1, then Scotty, 11-6, and then Rom 11-2, the quote-unquote big three. I hate that term, basketball and in here. I mean, it's so ridiculous, but I would say that this year that those three are head and shoulders in terms of the whole year above everyone else. But you see Cantlay rounding back into form as he has winning the FedEx Cup uh in the past two years i guess and then rory too is this time of year but hovland's right there hovland's been at every big event this year um pretty much honestly you know we know his struggle sometimes around the green and, and stuff but i just he's such a great ball striker um but from the top you know rory i mean i don't know how you could fade him right now he's trending towards a w and has been for the better part of three months now um you know it's just uh, he has yet to really, after the Masters let down, he's yet to really show any chinks in the armor. So um, I, I would I would say that he would have to be played again. Um, same for same for Scotty and Rom, really. I mean, again, if I had to fade one of them, it would probably be Scotty. But I think that's going to be the mindset of most of the players this week. So from a game theory perspective, you might want to roll the dice on Scotty. I mean, we saw him still peeking his head into the leaderboard as he has. He's been so close the whole summer, uh, really the whole season, but the putter's off. He switched putters as did Rory and just watch him. I mean, he was missing putts. Uh, it started off okay Thursday, but he was missing putts by two or three feet uh, come the weekend, but he was still, you know, six, seven under. Um, the winner was in the in the mid teens, so I mean, he it's not like you had a terrible implosion like Sammy B or some of the other guys out there. He was he was fine, um, because he's just striking the ball at, at such a, a rate, it's a meta human level rate, uh, ball striking acumen this season. So, can he get his head around the putter? I don't know, um, I really don't. But if you're looking for the least owned of those top three with Rory's current form and Rom's track record here. Um, you know, I, I think that he probably gets squeezed out, but you know, that still could be 15 or 20% where the other guys are more like 18 to 22%. We'll see. It's still Monday. I'm not sure about the pricing, uh, in relation to ownership yet, but you know, Cantlay is going to get owned after last week's playoff loss and his history here back to back going for a three peat though is very, very difficult uh, as we'll get to Lucas Glover back to back weeks, much less back to back years. Um, I like Hovland a lot. I mean, it just, again, every long, difficult ball striking, Ben track course, uh, Ben or it doesn't matter. You know, he's been there. So, I mean, he played amazing the last three rounds. I had a tough Thursday and then bounced back and was right in contention. Only a stroke or two off the lead late into the back nine Sunday. So, I mean, you're coming to another long, difficult ball strikers paradise. Got a pepper. Good boy, Victor, I think. Then the X-Man comes out again, it, it faded him and Cantlay last week. Probably stupid. I always hammer Cantlay, sometimes X, but they're one in the same type of player, not just because they're best friends, but, um, you know, they they really have the probably the best all around games in terms of skill set from these top tier guys without much of a noticeable flaw other than closing the door, of course. Uh, but, you know, if you're going to like Cantlay here for guys who won this tournament back to back years, um, you know, Again, different courses, bear that in mind. But the way he's playing right now, Xander was right there too. Just just so solid, these guys. They're pretty much auto T10s at this point. Um, it's just a matter of if they can close the door at the top. Then you got Speed who, again, same setup as last week. All those other guys ahead of them, um, you know, seemingly play better week in and week out. But Speed was right there again. Was in, I mean, he was in the top five pretty much the entire tournament. Uh, first round leader, 63 last week. 
But again, that was on a bit of a different course, shorter, more positional off the tee, which he excels at. Um, this course having to kind of fly it um, long and straight, that is a little tricky um, for me to get behind speed to go back to back weeks here. Um, you never know. It's it's his was he three six eighth most expensive guy and seventh and you know what it could just be the same situation last week. We got Morikawa striking the ball well right underneath him. Uh, Tommy again, uh, but Tommy could not hit a putt. Uh, it was very difficult for to watch on Sunday, just putting everything inside 10 feet and just missing everything. So same week, uh, same story, different week, same story, I guess you could say for Tommy. So to me, that's very difficult, um, to go back to, but I probably will. I mean, it's why fade now he's been, he's been like, if you had to say of all these top guys, who's been the closest, the most amount of times. It probably is Tommy over the last two years. I, I really do think so. He, he's just there at so many tournaments, especially big boy tournaments, big fields. So a ball striker of his ilk, some of those putts will roll in at some point, similar to Scotty, but who knows if it'll be this week. Next two guys are two of my favorites on the board. Home is just my favorite play, period. I mean, he looked great last week at, you know, a, a shorter, tricky, fast green Bermuda track, even with the rain, dampened it out a bit. Um, that really isn't a course he should play well at, but he did. Uh, that sticks out to me. Now he gets a long, tough bent grass course, classical tree lined par 70. Um, that just screams hammer, hammer, hammer Max Homo this week. We've seen what he's done at Riv and a lot of these other correlated courses. Tory, uh, I mean, just this formerly being the Western Open. Nobody better on the West Coast than Max Homo. So 9,500 to me, Immortal Hammer uh, here Monday. We'll see what happens throughout the week. But just to me, that's just about as straightforward as it gets. Hideki, too, rallies back yesterday in Fuego back nine um, to clinch his spot this week. He just snuck in. Um, but I think you got to pepper him again. I mean, look at Memorial, big correlated course to here, long bent, difficult Midwestern course. Augusta, obviously, his success there is is paramount, and he really was amazing yesterday. Third year, uh, the last time they played it. So, I mean, Hideki and Homa right there at ninety four, ninety five, probably my two favorite plays, uh, excluding the top elite tier. I mean, but they are in that tier to me. So you got to go back there. Sung Jay turning it around at the right time of the year. Now back to consistent, perpetual lurkage week in and week out, Bermuda or not. You know, we prefer him on Bermuda, but, um, you know, again, ball striking course like this. I mean, he's going to pepper those irons into these greens. I'm not worried. Same for Ricky, you know, kind of suspect week last week. Uh, nevertheless, one more good strong showing should lock up that Ryder Cup spot for him. And we can, we saw the difficulties that he faced at the U.S. Open, but he was there the whole time. Uh, and same for Memorial. So, again, there seems to me, by looking at these leaderboards, be – a strong correlation to Memorial uh, and a lot of these other difficult bank class courses, Riviera. So Riv and Memorial, probably the two top ones. And then just the U.S. Open in general. Um, that sort of setup here. It's played a bit firmer and faster than it may this week. Um, we'll see. It does look like it's going to be pretty nice forecast. But, um, you know, I'm just more so really targeting the, the classical Midwestern courses. Um, the Firestones of the world, of course, the Becky one there when they used to play. Um, but more recently, those West Coast courses, the 
the difficult long bent courses and Dublin, Ohio, not that, not so far uh, from Chicago, a lot of other parts of the country, much farther. So um, we could look at Memorial and obviously that was good boy Victor over cousin Denny this year. So we'll get that to him in a few minutes, but um, proceeding down into the nines and heading into the eights, you know, uncle Lucas gone over already, not sure yet what we want to do. Can he go for three weeks in a row? Um, could be, but he'll probably T20, honestly. I just, I don't know. At some point, he has to cool down a little bit. And 9,100 now, he's no longer in the 7K range. So, something to have to consider. Hatton, I'm pretty much done with for the year. Um, just don't know his level of care anymore at this point. You know, obviously, a lot of money's on the line, but it just doesn't seem like he's checked in. I think he, uh, sort of like JT, needs to get to the offseason. But for Hatton's case, the Ryder Cup. Uh, Corey Connors, guy, never really play. Again, that was unwise of me last week on a wet, course with ball in hand improved lies basically just getting to tee up almost every iron shot um there's probably no one that's more accurate um on a course like that than Corey connor so being that it did rain um should have adjusted better to that uh but again team no putt kind of weather dependent if it's going to be long and soggy and wet we probably like him we've seen what he did at augusta um on a long difficult bent track but if it's more firm and fast i probably would tend to go away from him. Wyndham Clark, again, so he did the U.S. Open and Memorial, so two good correlations, but just has not played well since winning the U.S. Open. Um, has barely breached T20, and I just, I don't know. I mean, he, you know, he's going to be in. He's going to, he's actually already, I think, guaranteed a spot in the Ryder Cup, but it'd be nice to see him get a little form back heading into the fall before we get over to Roma for the Ryder Cup. Tom Kim and Enigma, we don't know what to do with him. Um, he's great on Bermuda. You know, I prefer him there, but just a player of his ilk has showed he can contend anywhere at the Open and Scotland and elsewhere. That ankle, at what point will it flare up? He was right there, almost had first round lead co tie with Speed, but uh, Speed got him by one on Thursday. And he hung around for most of the week, Tom Kim did. So I don't know. I mean, his price went up by about a thousand. He was such a misprice last week, considering he was better than anticipated with his health, at least than he indicated. We talked to Uncle Jimmy Nance on the broadcast the prior week. Um, so I don't know, again, tricky. Connors, Wyndham, and Tom Kim all have good upside, but uh, not sure if I'm going to be firing at all cylinders with any of them. Same for Jason Day, just not sure. There's too many question marks with these guys right now to me. Um, whereas you can get a lot more certainty than me with the Homa, Hideki, Sungjae area, even Ricky in the, in the mid to low nines as opposed to the mid to upper eight. So I, I think I'll be kind of building more so from there. And you and again, the pricing drops dramatically. So there's a few guys in the extreme sicko special range on the board that we like, but we'll get there. So Cam Young, though, 8,500. Again, similar to Ricky, really needs one more good showing to just lock up that uh, captain's pick on the Ryder Cup. I think they'll both be there when it's all said and done. But you know, playing fine was was kind of moseying around uh, level par a few under this week. Never really flirted with contention, but I think that's okay. Another course we get to that's difficult where driver is key. There's not many that hit the ball better than him off it. So Cam Young, I'll go back. Sammy B can't do it. Um, you know, I, he has had success here and at Riv. Um, so maybe a last minute sprinkle. Same for Uncle Tony. But I don't know. I just, I don't know. I, I don't know. They, they, they really killed us last week. Um, more so Sammy B. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I'm just, let's see. Let's see. Riv. Yeah. I mean, sure. Sure. 
I don't know. I don't know. It, it would have to just be a contrarian play because both of them are pretty much done with the Ryder Cup. Um, so I, I can't advocate a full hammer with them, I don't think. Um, definitely not full hammer. Maybe not even a pepper or a sprinkle. We'll see what happens. But I got to think about that a little more. So just initial gut instinct of this whole mid 8K range, um, I'm going Cam Young. That's, that's my guy. I like him more than pretty much everybody else there. So I just fade the rest of them and just go Cam Young. Um, let's see. Henley, like Henley a lot, 2,200. Um, just straight up continuation play. Bermuda or not, obviously we did it Augusta in the bank grass. That's a little more closer to home than in this tournament, but nevertheless, uh, I just think you got to play him. He's kind of firing all cylinders right now. Um, don't really see any particular reason to fade him. So I'll probably keep playing him. And I'm going to like him more than the other two short coastal elite players. Uh, and the Harmonator and Fitzy, just both kind of out of whack. Uh, I mean, Harmon won the Open uh, about a month ago now, but since then, not much at all to speak of. Uh, again, another guy that should be locked into the Ryder Cup, I think he is. And I think he'll perform well there, a nice course that fits him. But this is a long, difficult bench track course, not really what I'm looking for Harmon or Fitzy to target them. Um just just not really my cup of tea on that sort of course. So Jay Rose poked his head in, um, had a nice strong finish to the tournament last week. So he might be under consideration to me. Thought he was done and buried. Another guy, really tough Thursday. There was a few guys that battled back him, Victor, a few others. Um, probably like Cam Davis, JTP, the namesake, Postman, and Siwoo Kim, who, again, looked good at Memorial and the U.S. Open. So between Siwoo... And Wyndham Clark, those are two guys that lurked at both, and Ricky, those three, I guess. Um, but Siwoo's at 7,600, you know, tough course, bent grass. I don't really care with him, Ben or Bermuda. He's had success on both, but some of these tough setups, I, I like him at, especially Memorial. So I'll probably go back, just sprinkle with a few of them. Benny on, same thing. Um, just a wheat ball striker, Grillo, same thing. Kind of two similar players right there, Benny on and Grillo. Wheat ball striking, hit or miss with the putter. Um, that being said, you got to kind of play both of them. I, I like this whole mid 7k range. There'll be a few hump day hammers in here. Um, Sep, you know, I think I'm going back to Sep and probably fade Taylor more. He's very Bermuda heavy, whereas Sep is shown that he can lurk at a bunch of different places. Um, great driver of the golf ball. Just heck up to it. One of the guys that got to the tough start last week that didn't bounce back. Uh, so probably go back to the Austrian Bulldog just a little bit. Again, we've seen him lurk right way into East Lake in the past. So, like that, Keegs, you know, won a round of mink this tournament, um, kind of hanging on for dear life, or I don't personally think he is, but if he won somehow this week, I think that would definitely secure him a spot uh, in Rome. So, yeah, we pull for him, Wheatley's finest, as we call him around these parts, but, you know, Sahith at 7,000 is going to be one of my other top three plays, Homa being the first, Sahith being the second. Uh, hump Day Hammer play here at the upcoming on Wednesday, but I'll tell you now, he, he hashtag found something last week, um, had missed like several cuts, was not breaching T50, and then out of nowhere has a nice T15 at a course that shouldn't suit him. That's danger all over off the tee. Um, but he just made some sort of tweak and found something. So I'm going back to him now that, of course, we're saying looks like rib, looks like one of these difficult long bent grass courses. How about Augusta? How about Memorial? How about Torrey? Ben Poe Greens. I mean, Bay Hill, Bermuda, but long, tough, U.S. Open-like, rough. I mean, he, he's had a T15 or better in all five of those courses. Augusta, Bay Hill, Riv, Memorial, and Torrey. 
So looking for a correlation play. So Sundogi was on him. I must agree. Um, Sahith to me makes a ton of sense on the bounce back last week. We're going to play a continuation on him. Hadwin, you know, T20 staple. Um, don't know if he's going any higher than that. Same for Putnam and Denny, really. I'll take Denny out of those three. Um, although he's coming in terrible form. Uh, <laughs> missed the cut to open, which you can you can forgive. Uh, unless you hammered the living piss out of him like I did. But then 74th and 66th out of 70th last week. Uh, destroyed a beautiful speed lineup that I had. Um, but again, if you know us, we're going to always play Danny, just a matter of how much. Uh, you know, that being said, runner-up to good boy Victor at Memorial, which is arguably the closest correlation to this track. So at least there's a little upside. You get him at 3%. I've seen crazier contrarian plays than him. Uh, one time, Danny. Todd Father, yeah, again, just not not loving the upside. Um, not at this course. Again, not over Shank. 6,500 is my third hump day hammer play here. We'll give it to you on a Monday because I don't see it changing much. Knock on wood, but 6,500 for the Midwesterner. Back into form. Lurked last week. That's going to be a continuation, Pepper. Romeo was on him heavy last week. I wasn't on him uh, nearly heavy enough. But again, a guy lurked at Memorial and just seems to pop his head in the Midwest. Having a great year overall. Had a little bit of a lull uh, last month, but has seemed to rebound nicely, especially last week. And I just think 6500 for Shank. I mean, that's not even a sicko special because the pricing is adjusted in this field for uh, to account for the 50 players. But, you know, he is going to be popular too. Now, who is not going to be popular? The original cousin, kind of the last guy I really like down here. There's a few more. Um, We'll go over them quick, but Cousin Harris English. We've seen him lurk uh, at three out of the last four U.S. Opens, top fives, I believe. So if you're telling me it's a U.S. Open setup, um, we've seen him do it at Torrey. We've seen him do it at, at so many correlated courses, Bay Hill. Um, Cousin Harris, again, <laughs> for, for a perfect pivot off of the Shank ownership. We're playing both together, frankly. You, you can definitely get away with that this week. Um, and I, I probably, you know, listen, Eric Cole and Svensson both playing some solid golf, but it's almost all on those uh, tricky Bermuda short tracks in Florida in the southeast. Now we're going to a big, long, tree-line, difficult course in the Midwest. That's going to put them out of their element. Not that they couldn't lurk. They definitely could. I'd even probably give Svensson an edge a little bit. Um, but Cole's a great story. We love him. He came through at Honda, but you know, just kind of fades off. He was there lurking first round early Thursday morning. But I just think this is a bit of a different test for them this week. Now Lee Hodges, sixty one hundred. We've seen him lurk at Riv and a few other places, not only Bermuda, for the Crimson Tide and man himself. So I, I probably like him and Kirk again, similar to Sahith, out of nowhere, coming out of a cold slumber last week. He found something. Um, again, we've seen what he's done at Bay Hill and a lot of these other courses that are long and, and tricky. So probably like him. Um, after that, not too much. There's one more guy. I mean, Nick Taylor, great story this year, but not going to do it. Famous Seamus. Don't think he's still healthy. Kitayama, uh, Bay Hill aside, and the Open. U.S. Open, that is. Just not playing well enough right now to warrant even a sprinkle in my mind. Uh, Fargo's finest, Tom Hoagie. Second to last guy we'll mention here, 5,700. Um, up in the air on him, you know, battled uh, at the end last week, but just not really firing at all cylinders so far. Um, you know, we've seen him play pretty well at driver-heavy tank courses, but I don't know. I, I'm going to be light because I just I like Shank, Harris, Hodges, and Kirk so much more in the 6K range. So those would be probably the four main guys I pepper in this range. 
Uh, but last guy who is definitely going to warrant a sprinkle, a guy who has uh, has killed us often in the past. But I'll tell you what, P. Raj, the Hoosier, 5,500, uh, another guy. So I'm kind of in lockstep with Sundoggy this week. Um, we usually wouldn't touch him with a 10-foot pole, have learned better over the years. Um, but I do have a small place in my heart for P. Raj, uh, one of Romeo's favorite plays. Uh, we've seen him lurk at Riv, you know, he has lurked around these tougher bankrass courses out west. Um, so for 5,500, uh, you know, cheapest guy in the field, even with some touting, I, I don't think he gets over 5%. Um, so to round out a couple top-heavy stars and scrubs lineups, P. Raj is the guy. Um, and that's pretty much it, you know. Uh, that's that's the feelings on this late Monday afternoon. Uh, we'll see what happens. Stay in touch on Twitter uh, at Blayton underscore Chief for me at Blayton Golf our main account. We'll retweet whatever we can. We'll give you a heads up about the website before we sign off. But whatever you guys can do to help would be great. Leave us a nice positive review. Maybe we'll send you some merch. Um, thank you guys for everything over the last few years. This is our 95th episode, so I want to get to at least 100 before we reassess and see what we're doing. But as you know, I do this on my free time uh, as a hobby. So hopefully you guys are enjoying it. Just trying to bring some levity to uh, this difficult game of golf. So we don't end up like Phil uh, <laughs> wagering beyond our means, but um, I think he's trying to turn it around and maybe we can too. So wishing you guys the best this week as we head out West to Chicago, my kind of town, even though I've never set foot in it, Bear is pretty solid show, really solid second season in fact would highly recommend uh but for this week we'll stick to the links and his great uncle harvey taught us take that aim and as always b o l just a friendly reminder that if you're obsessed with golf like the rest of us make sure to check out blatantgolf.com b-l-a-t-a-n-t golf.com follow us on twitter at blatant golf and instagram as well for the latest on the links breaking news, fantasy advice, and even some swaggy merch. BladenGolf.com has it all. Uh, we'll be there for you every week, and all the listeners of the podcast get 15% off everything online, always, well, at least for now, using code POD15, P-O-D-15, for 15% off everything. Thanks, guys. We'll see you soon.